0: Alright, here we go. My name's James Pikeway. This is Podaholics and the Gang of Five, although at the moment it looks like we've got Jenna Burton, we've got Colin Thomas, we've got me, which means we've got a couple people who aren't here. We'll sort that out later, but at least it's the Gang of Three. And uh, just a second ago, Jenna was saying, do we know what we're talking about today? And we did. We were going to talk about at one point uh, uh, brown cars and pool tables. But I know I know it's those are both excellent topics, but I was thinking about this one today and I thought both of you would have something to say on this because we're, we're now suddenly finding ourselves at home and I, I've wondered if uh, how you folks have had to deal with in the workplace tooth and uh, people with the when we talk about hygiene of teeth and people who are brushing their teeth. I know it, exactly. How, have you guys had any, any dealings with this recently? Because I got to say working at home, I've a, i have I remember going into the office in a few places before we had the COVID lockdown. And I remember interacting with a few people who I, I was really kind of worried about because I didn't, they, they had the worst possible breath I've ever smelt in my life and working at home. I don't have that problem because you know what? I just go and brush my teeth all the time and I don't have to deal with those people. Call it out. You, you, you're in, you're in a business. Well I'm
1: just thinking about it you visited our office before the I
0: covid know, I down so
1: it am you I or people? what you
0: tell me? <laughs> yeah. No no if you don't like, you know what I I'm
1: like a bit of red wine, but apart from that
0: <laughs> I've visited people's offices where I've interacted with customer service people and I leave them a note after and I say hey dude you got to get that person who's at the front desk there you you got to get them a toothbrush or something but do
2: you, Oh my you, god that's I mean Telling them straight there. You
0: have to do it right there. I mean, I think it's my duty as a professor who's dealing with customer service stuff. Let people know.
2: It's it's, it's like people that don't shower enough. It's like, uh, what do you do for the best? You know, uh, is it better to to tell people or is it better to just ride the wave? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Because I'm thinking both of you guys have dealt with a lot of different office situations. And what do you do? Do you just let, the, let that person who clearly doesn't believe that they need to shower enough? Or, and, you know, Colin, you've, you've got, you've, I mean, I know that you make sure your guys are well set out, but do you, have you ever had a situation where you have to pull someone aside?
1: No, instead, I had a new HR manager and they had to put me aside. I think that's the best route. I'm very good at delegating and doing very little. You should know that by now, James.
2: Delegation is the key. I, I agree. I personally, unless it was my business yeah. and they were representing me, I'd just I'd probably just ignore it and yeah. think in my head, I really wish they'd brush their teeth and have a shower, which I've look, this has happened. This is something that's happened before but I would not be the one to uh, to tell them unless I absolutely had to, or I was in Colin's situation with it, my own business. Mm.
1: We did have this happen actually. And um, in fact, we've had it more than once. And luckily at the time I did have an HR manager. So we don't at the moment, but uh, our HR manager did have a, a straight up conversation with them and it solved it. We were fine. We were fine again. Everything was Okay. Um, but I think the real key to this is um, compassion, yeah. being very straight with people, and being supportive. So that way, it isn't something that um, that has to be as painful as it could be, yeah. and just try and be as considerate as you can in the discussion. It's
0: a, It's a tough one, I think. Just, you know, what do you say to someone, and how do you do it? Like, I agree, you almost want to third party it out right and someone who can because i i i was thinking sometimes i've had some people come by the office and they're they're doing some work and clearly they're living maybe in accommodation who knows how often they can get into that shower maybe i don't even want to know what the shower might look like it's there's so many elements going on there it it it, it can be really tough
2: i I agree i think colin's correct and it kind of goes down to When we're being taught in medical school about delivering bad news, effectively, it's the same thing. You're giving someone bad news and you're giving it to someone that is potentially quite a sensitive person. Because if somebody is relatively unkempt, the suggestion is, is that they're not on form mentally as well. You know, if somebody is mentally not in a great place, it usually has physical manifestations of not really washing and dressing properly, not really um, looking after themselves, such as cleaning the teeth. So you've got to be really sensitive. Now, as I said, unless I have to, and it's my place, I would tend to just avoid it because I I think why put that on somebody? It's none of my business, what they do, unless it has implications where they're representing me or it's going to affect patient care. If that is the case, then I I agree with Colin. I think you have to be straight. I think you can be sensitive, have a a gentle introduction into it, (laughs) and be supportive. But you also, there's no point in beating about the bush. You might as well give quite a straight talking um, message, basically, to them. Mm. It's kind of rip the band-aid
0: off. So, so the, I, I've had a few people over the years and actually I was talking with Glenn today about the fact I need to put the windows back in the old yellow Jeep that's sitting out front of the house because it's got a tarp on it and I haven't been driving it. But I was thinking about it today that I don't know what the temperature is today. Was it 30? Colin, you would know. You, you guys have, you track it. Is what, 35, 38, something, like, something in that, that neighborhood? I've
1: been in, t- I've been in too many meetings, some of which were you. <laughs> so on that basis, I haven't got a clue. <laughs>
0: oh, um, oh, there we go.
1: 33, well. that seems low. Yeah. That seems
2: really I, low. I don't agree necessarily <laughs> with Google Weather. In fact, I have to tell you one story. I was 33. on holiday. What,
0: what time of the day is it t- saying that it's 33?
2: Yeah, I disagree. It says the high has been 33 today. Uh. But I, I was on holiday with my husband, James, and it started to rain. And he said, should we sit outside? I said, James, it's raining. He said, but Jenna, Google Weather says it's not raining. <laughs> I was like, but James, it's physically raining. Like, but Google Weather says it's not raining, so we can't always rely on Google Weather. Look out the
1: window, what Look do we see? <laughs> <laughs> So if it looks like rain needs
2: wet.
0: <laughs> so I've had the issue with the yellow jeep where I've rocked up at some meetings but it's been 35 38 40 and uh I come in looking like I just got out of a pool which means you got to have an extra shirt in the car and extra deodorant in the car because you know you're you're basically driving a marathon by the time you get there in the spin cycle of a dryer and uh yeah it made me think that there's a lot of extra work if you drive like that, just because you don't want to come in smelling like you've ran a, you know, half marathon.
2: Next question: What happens to to gentlemen during their teenage years? Because if I think back <laughs> oh, to when luck. my brother was a teenager, and I know he was representative of a large number of of male subjects during their teen years, he would live on a shower in a can, as he would call a kind of deodorant. It was a shower in a can, and he used to show me the great lengths he would go to to show my mum that he had washed his face of an evening. He would you know, dampen the, um, the, the flannel. He would rinse the sink out with water, all to actually avoid having to wash his face. And, and my point was that surely that takes longer than just washing your face. So what is it? What is it about teenage boys?
1: Rebellion, without a doubt. Mum said do it, so the last thing I'm doing is actually doing it. It's that I stanked when I I don't know how the family puts up with me. If it had been me, I, I would have literally put me in a tent in the garden. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those, but things are very different now because I don't know whether your partners have absolutely zero filter, um, but mine does to such a degree that if for any reason, even if, for instance, get home having been on a site where you've been on a roof for a bit, after doing an inspection. And my utter intention is to walk from the garage through the kitchen, straight to the shower and grab a shower. I don't get that far. (laughs) I get the, you stink, get
2: out,
1: go now. And I'm literally, I haven't broken stride (laughs) to get straight to the shower, yet I'm crucified anyway. So there is no subtlety within our relationship that I'd ever get away. With even stinking for longer than like 30 seconds. Not happening.
0: Yeah, I'm, this I'm with
2: you. is probably it. why the husband wife thing kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> Just women keeping the men in check <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and vice versa on women's spending. Well, Not the other to, uh, um, stereotypes.
1: Taking it back to dental, the other thing that I found that I really like at the moment is I'm using some of this activated charcoal black toothpaste. No yeah it's
0: great, really
1: I found this I found this about eighteen months ago, and um I'm amazed it it's really, really good stuff. looks a bit scary whilst you're using it, um but it does it's i'm I'm, I'm very happy on the whole with the results. but the problem is kind of that late at night we tend to um go up very early actually, and then we'll we'll normally sit in bed. Uh, with one child watching something that we will all enjoy together for an hour or so before he goes to sleep, then we automatically segue into what the two of us would like to watch at that point. And then Natalie normally falls asleep and then I will go and and get ready for bed myself, including brushing my teeth. But the problem is if I don't time it quite right, so I'm absolutely utterly shattered. And then at that point, I'm kind of brushing forever and I, I kind of forget <laughs> that I'm only supposed to go through one sort of um, electric toothpaste cycle, and then by the time that I've kind of finished, you know, you turn out the lights and my teeth are
0: still gleaming. It's the oddest <laughs> thing ever. So hold on a second, um, I, Jenna. Do you do you do you and James have a television in the bedroom?
2: Uh, no, we don't. Oh. We don't
0: the,
2: I would. I, I mean, I'd have won,
0: I, I want one. I want one too. Do you, do you have a big screen in the in the bedroom there, uh, Colin?
2: <laughs> It's not
0: enormous, but
1: it is um, significant. Um, And it all came to the fact that we we hadn't until about, I guess, two, three years ago when Dylan was old enough to try and find that transition phase. And it actually came out of we were struggling to get him to transition from Ruby going to bed to understanding that now was his relaxation time before he went to bed as well. So he just wasn't settling downstairs and, you know, crazy dogs and all the rest of it. So now we've kind of made it like a, 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 like a four-phase process that works a lot better. So Ruby just gets tired and will go to sleep anyway. Then we've got to get Rolo the dog to sleep, which we all work on together. Once yep. Rolo's asleep, then at that point, we immediately want to get upstairs so that Rolo will stay asleep. So then because we're then upstairs, we need another hour for Dylan to kind of relax and fall asleep as well, which was where the TV came out of. And then once we got it up there, we're like, wow, why haven't we done this earlier? But we literally will go up at about 7.30 and Uh that's it. We are done. No, no more people at the door, anything else. That is us for the evening.
0: Wow. I, I need a TV up in my bedroom. That's all. I'm just trying to find the, the logic there. And I was hoping that Jenna also had one because then I could say, well, you know, the team has them, but.
2: Eh. Well, we, we have the television, but it's just not often set up. And I would love it because, um, you know, we, we've looked at a few stereotypes here today of married couples and <laughs> just like your wife, Colin, uh, I, I, I fall asleep. I can't watch yeah. the television of a night without falling asleep. I hate it. I wish I didn't. And I know I'm not alone. My mum always did it. My dad's um, girlfriend does it.
0: I'm My with you. Married. I'm Everybody, the same one.
2: Yeah. It's it's a curse. But as soon as the television comes on, it's a bit of a joke. Within half an hour, I'm asleep. And it's very hard to get me up to get ready for bed. So I would love the thoughts of being totally ready for bed in the bed. So when I fell asleep, I didn't have to then wake myself up off the couch to go and get myself sorted. And wake, you wake up in the process, don't you? <clears throat> I I mean, you won't know. You're two men. You, you guys <laughs> wait for the end of the program. <laughs>
0: No you know what I my wife will watch uh, Grey's Anatomy when she'll bring it up on her computer and watch it in bed. I don't make it through the opening monologue by Meredith Grey in that show before I fall asleep. I actually want, oh, I, cool. I, I want to send her a, a note. I don't know what that actress's name is, but I really need to send her a thank you because as soon as she puts that on, the first 30 seconds, I fall, her voice just puts me right to sleep. It's not even like there's a transition. I'm gone absolutely gone and it's uh so i that's why i think i just need a tv in the room because I'll, i then i don't have to fall asleep on the sofa like i do pretty much every night
2: from the medical standpoint <laughs> you shouldn't really have a television in your bedroom and yeah. you shouldn't watch television for an hour before bed so if somebody is suffering from insomnia the, the first thing you say is are you looking at any bright screens within an hour 60 minutes of, of going to bed however <laughs> if you're not someone that suffers with insomnia i know it's probably the most relaxing thing for me to be able to fall asleep and everyone's different
0: yeah well there we go I
1: absolutely agree everything that we ever read in fact just before we got it said don't do it don't do and it that, that teenage boy came back said, i will be installing this tv on the wall, and i will swing from it and i will hang a tv up and it's exactly what i did
0: yeah, I need one. I got to. I got I to gotta keep working on the logic for this because I, I. I typically need one, but I also think I need a pool table. Have you sold your pool table yet, Colin?
1: Yes, it took fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, I have sold in fifteen minutes a pool table. Don't know how. And six step ladders yesterday.
0: I heard about which that, which
1: is really unbelievable. As you do. Is this all on Facebook? Yes, this is all to the British dads of Dubai. Wow. It is quite something. Um, so, these
2: ladders? Where are they going?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, who's
0: buying ladders? That's the other good question. <laughs>
1: uh, well, bizarrely, he's going to um, British Dads, um, but it's, it's kind of an odd one because I, I'm slightly notorious for selling things to the British Dads, normally Mitsubishi Pajeros. However, uh, generally speaking, if I'm selling something, then it comes with a bit of a story behind it. So the pool table had been our work pool table for two years. Then another British dad told me about this pool table that was totally destroyed in somebody's back garden. So obviously I had to have that and that's been renovated at the moment. So as per most people, I ended up with a spare pool table. So at that point-
0: (laughs) Jenna's nodding her head. Of course you've got a spare pool table. We all have one.
2: But uh, when, go on, you carry on Con then. We? we have to talk about selling things on Facebook in a moment, but go on. So the thing
1: is, this isn't the first pool table that I've sold. Over the years, we've sold about 30. And the reason is kind of simple, which is pool when, we're tables. Take, yeah, when we're taking curtains down from somebody's house and they're leaving um, Dubai, the one thing that they can't normally move is the pool table because each one is basically a tonne. They have solid slate bases and you need to really know how to move them uh, to be able to do it. And the cost, if you wanted a normal company to do it, would be around 1500 dirhams and 2000 dirhams. So lots of people just <laughs> are like, what am I going to do? So we kind of often will do like a quid pro quo. So you owe us X for taking down all your curtains. Um, what are you planning to do with that pool table? <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of goes this way. So then back it comes to we will fix it towers. And if for any reason we haven't got one at that time, then it gets put up and that is the pool table for all the guys to play on before they start work, which is beneficial for us because then they arrive early, meaning they're ready to be briefed and, and out the door and lunch times as well. Um, but sometimes we have a couple more. I mean we've had we've had seven before now in one, actually, that was a story, my goodness. We got a phone call saying, oh, we've we've got a pool table for sale. It was given to us in lieu of some work. And we turned up to this apartment and said, you know how we set a pool table? Actually, we've got five and a full-size snooker table in this room. We're like, in this room? It looks like a small room. And they literally crammed it to the roof. We, We opened the door and it was just up to the top height. So we're like how are we supposed to even work out? This was just me and Dan, my business partner. We'd we'd taken a cheeky hour out. How are we supposed to even work out what's in here? And then we thought, you know what? Let's just do it. So we bought the lot and then we sent, it was winter, so we were quite quiet. Then we sent 12 people to go and pick it all up. And it took five vans in the end, I think, to get all of it. And it turns out there wasn't one piece missing. We made an absolute fortune on it. It was brilliant fun.
2: Why are there so right? many pool tables and a snooker table, though? Like,
1: why? Yes. Yeah, because they had done some IT work at a pool hall, <laughs> and the pool hall basically failed. So all of the IT systems that they put into this pool hall, um, were they couldn't afford to be paid for them. So they said, right, well, we, we've literally done this anyway. So in lieu of the IT systems, take the pool tables. And That's, that's what we ended up with. So it worked out really well. So we had to rebase them all, and um, we sold them off one at a time, which was good. So, yes, we've done quite a few.
2: And, and James, have you bought anything off Facebook? No.
0: Never. Not one thing? No, never.
2: Right, well, so I've I've definitely bought your quota as well. It's a bit of a joke in this house because I buy stuff, and people are making a killing off me because (laughs) then you go into Ikea – and it's half the price that they've sold it for. But because it's on Brit selling page, Dubai or Facebook selling page for whatever you think bargain, what a bargain. And, and I can't tell you how much rubbish I've bought. Yeah, what, what are you some of to- the
0: good things? We got pool tables. They sound, I mean, I, 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 I still can't get over the, the number of pool tables. Do you own a pool table, Jenna, you and James, no, no,
2: no. I
1: definitely need one and I do know a map. <laughs> I
2: I, don't, I actually like the idea of having a pool table. I don't play. I'm terrible at anything that involves concentration like that. I, I don't have the patience, but I do love uh, games rooms with a nice yeah. big pool table. I don't know whether it, Kind of reminds me of childhood or whatever, but I, I I love it. I think it's really quite sophisticated. Nice leather couch in the corner and a pool table in the middle.
0: Dartboard, dartboard somewhere in there.
2: Yeah, gonna have a dartboard. I mean, all these sports, I'm hopeless, but I I, I do like the concept.
0: Yeah.
2: When the boys are older,
1: on the holiday for the first time, um, our kids started playing pool last year, and since then it's been kind of a constant theme that we've been talking about. And um, we, we just don't have the space right now to be able to do it. But it's exactly that, isn't it? It's that, uh, that memory of that kind no. of warm, cozy space, family time together, which for us is, is something that we'd really like to do. So one day, if ever I do manage to move out of our current place, then um, that's very much something that we'd, um, we'd like to take with
2: us. Well, what you've got to do is I was a poor, poor loser. So I actually won a competition in snooker on holiday years ago. And you said
0: you're not good at this game. You're not a billiards lady.
2: So people don't really like people aren't really paying attention. If there's a gang of you. So what I would do is I'd pick up a ball off the table and when somebody else (laughs) scored, I'd drop it down so you couldn't hear the noise of it going down. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Jenna's not got many left. It's like, there you go, look at that. (laughs) So don't don't play games with me.
0: Man, what are are some of the cool (laughs) things you bought on Facebook, Jenna?
2: Cool or just trash that I thought seemed like a good price, but it wasn't. I bought some lamps. I'm sure mirror. I
1: saw you last week after two mirrors. Did you get those?
2: No, I didn't. We've changed uh, and because all our mirrors in here are all from Facebook. <laughs> I've bought three stools. We have no need for stools; They're oh, stools, and um, they're all covered. Samples. I bought one just two days ago. <laughs> have
1: <Hadden>. stools or <laughs> stool samples. <laughs> You, you are a doctor after
2: <laughs> what all. Are what tackles, what yeah. are you
0: doing with the stools that you're buying? Like, why are you addicted to stools? We Colin's addicted no. to buying pool tables.
2: Oh, it is Glenn. Why
1: is Glenn in the car? That's I, quite something.
0: That is pretty impressive.
2: A bit cliche, isn't it, Glenn, in the car?
0: <laughs> Ordinary car. It's the, what, what kind of car is that?
2: Oh, it's a van.
1: Yeah, that it's it's van. is a Transporter T5. I think that's a 2013 model, Glenn. Yeah, you know the one well. Is it brown? Oh, that's the one I saw you. Oh, yeah. I'm
3: trying to. I'm just. I'm. I, I'm an expert stealing Wi-Fi these days. So I'm just sat in there next to somewhere that had a good Wi-Fi signal. So
0: I gotta say, this is my house? this is better than your office, Glenn. Yeah, this so, ranches, this sounds yeah. much better than your office here.
3: That's offensive, James. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, but oh, we're we're just talking about some... De- uh, we'll, we'll we'll loop you in here, Glenn, uh, and that's obviously Glenn Power who's joining us. Uh, now we're the group of four, and we're talking about stuff we're buying on Facebook. Jenna's right into buying stools, and we want to finish off on that story. Of course, we've got what, the... Pool- as like a... As in, like, see, when a doctor says stool, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> that's, what,
2: that's what Colin says. A furniture stool, like a little tiny stool, you just stick in the corner, uh, it looks all right. I mean, you never use, but it just sits there. And in fact, I'm looking around at every single lick of furniture in this room, including the seat I'm sat on and including the nice pink suede one that my dog is sat on next to me. Every single piece is from Facebook selling page. And I, and I previously would never, ever buy anything secondhand. And we decided when we came to Dubai, we weren't going to spend a ton of money on doing this place. So, admittedly, I wish... I was allowed to splash some more colour in on our white, white, white walls. But again, my husband's trying not to get us to have to pay for painting when we leave. So everything's kind of done on a bit of a budget. So you think buy it secondhand, buy it cheaper. But my point was is that I've then seen it online or in Ikea and it's, it's actually cheaper. People are now starting to use it their money-making business. I bought rugs and all yeah. sorts and then realised that they are double the price. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's well, talking name. of that, well, Colin is... can you yeah with a painting.
1: Yeah, always. Talking of that, how is your new place hunting going, Glen? Done. In, my, in. in
3: in in my possession here is a receipt for because it's 1926 still, and we have to use checks. So there's <laughs> a there's a receipt for the six checks. Six checks,
1: not bad. Yeah, well great. done, you Mirror Oasis. Yes. Yay. Fantastic.
2: Hey, they're beautiful. I was there the other day picking up a stool. And I mean I'm not oh. I actually was. And it's they're beautiful. Really nice uh, accommodation.
1: Congrats, matey. Yeah, all right. You've got my mother in law as a neighbour. I'll let her know where you live. That'll keep you busy. <laughs>
0: Three, uh, three, two, six, three, two, six. Glenn, do you buy stuff on Facebook? Whatever, however you buy. How do you even buy stuff on Facebook? Like where do you go? I don't buy
3: stuff on Facebook, especially not in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Jenna's buying stools. I'm just, well, exactly. I mean, I'm a, I don't, I'm a bit of a, I was a late comer to Facebook anyway. I had a little play with it when I was like early 20s. And then got in too much trouble and stopped, and it kind of passed me by. So now buying anything on there, I mean, I don't think I've ever bought anything off eBay. Can we go back and
2: find out how you got into trouble on Facebook?
3: (laughs) Yeah, everyone's kind of got girlfriends and stuff, you know, Uh just girlfriends. Like you tell her you're one place, and then you photograph somewhere else. Mm. (laughs) 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 Just how it isn't it? There's nothing you can do about that. I got, I just sort of thought it was for fun, but now obviously you get you get it's, it's especially here. I don't know if it's the same everywhere else, but it's such a massive tool for that dirty word, but networking, like you need to, you need to be on there for doing stuff, but I've never used it to buy and sell things. I, I know a lot of people that run their business through it. That's all they use for the business. Mm. Like, like my wife's friend does nails and lashes and she only uses Facebook and that's all her marketing is. Wow. Somebody comes in, say, take a photograph, post it out there. Um, I don't know, it's just, I've never really done it. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing it.
1: I've just thought, actually, I've just done, I did the ultimate pandemic trade on Facebook just last week, (laughs) which came out of the start position of InstaShop. I don't know whether you guys have used this, but basically it's a phenomenal app that connects you with um, lots of different supermarkets, pharmacies, kind of meat and fish supplies and all that kind of thing. And um, I made a little bit of an error, which was I was, I'm making my own bread at the moment because in a pandemic, that's all anybody ever does. So I kind of made my order for bread and then they send you substitutions when they don't have what you actually want. And I was busy in the middle of a bit of a heated conversation at the time when the substitution came. So when I wanted flour, that's flour, I'll have it, right? Now, obviously, because we're in a pandemic and you need to stock up, this was six kilos of it, okay? So uh, it arrives, Natalie grabs it, and she's like, you're making bread, aren't you? That's your plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why have you got self-raising flour? <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding. You're absolutely kidding me. So then I went on Facebook, and I went to the Arabian Ranches second-hand group, because at that point, technically, it was second-hand but sealed, and I put... You know, I'll, I will swap my self-raising flour for normal flour. Must have been about a minute and a half before I got 60 people who were <laughs> yeah, desperate yeah. for baking <laughs> to <laughs> go yeah. like to one kilo. I was like oh, yeah. a neighbourhood drug dealer there for a good five minutes. Anyway. I'm just selling swap.
3: white powder at the back of the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's the thing. You've got to do it contactless as well now, Glenn, don't you? Yeah. So Basically, you've got this whole, I'll put my white powder here. You put your white powder there, say no more about it, we don't want to see each other. And next thing you know, I'm literally, I'm baking like you wouldn't believe. Mind you, nothing seems to have worked since. So on that basis, I haven't quite got the rise I was looking for.
3: No, right, there's a shortage on self-raising flour, because I've been doing, so I'm still living in Rastokema and Andrew's mum and dad are still up there in the same village in Alhambra. So I've been going to the shop for them so they don't have to go out. And and Andrew's mum does a lot of baking, and I can tell you it's really good. Um, and every time she sent me to the supermarket, she's wanted self-raising flour. And I've not been able to get it. I couldn't get yeast either. Couldn't get yeast. But yeah, That's self-raising flour, it's not difficult to get rid of that now. It's
2: think Internationally, isn't there? But I mean, who's buying their own bread? So who's making their own bread and you just go down to the shops, get yourself down to church or waitrose, buy it? That <laughs> <laughs> I means a couple of dirhams.
1: No can do, not in this household. I'm middle class, you see. At this point in a pandemic, we have no option whether I like it or not, I have to bake bread. And that whole waft has to go next door so that they know too that I'm baking bread.
0: They don't have it's, a pool, uh, but they not- don't have a pool. You don't have a pool, but you're baking bread. So those people are really suffering. Oh.
1: That's the thing. We've got this deal going on where basically they do lots of splashing, so that I'm like, "My oh, God, don't have a pool!" And then they, they basically get the smell of bread, and they've got no flour. So this is kind of the Mexican standoff that we're currently working with. Like it,
2: Colin. Pools are so yesterday. Like inbuilt pools, the new thing is the portable pools, the paddling pools, the spree 500 dirham with little sticks like camping sticks down the side. That's what everyone's all about now. That's you a joke.
1: You must be talking about an above-ground 18-foot Intex, I believe, <laughs> with full um, portable port system. I may have placed and, an order this morning. Well. From Facebook. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> not not so Facebook. I do know a man, but the problem is, after three days, they all turn green and have a sandpit in the bottom. So there is a little bit of a design flaw there. The other possibility is if you use a full-size chlorine tablet in one of those. Unfortunately, the kids kind of disappear, but um, you know, one way or the other, people are getting through this pandemic. If that's your bag, then go for it. We were
2: changing pools more frequently.
0: Sorry, James. No, no. That I think this is this is. I've I've heard a lot of people looking for pools these days, and I, I saw some yesterday. Actually, I was we were we were out there on the palm, walking on the Golden Mile. And heading over, actually heading to that new Nikhil Mall to get to get some food for dinner. What a what a great place. And it was empty, right? It was totally social distance. It was pretty cool. And all I keep looking around is for pools on balconies because I'm figuring Jenna lives somewhere around here. And then I, I do mention Din Tai Fung. And you say you can basically smell the place from your balcony. So I must have been like right outside your place.
2: It, it's actually attached to our building. Wow. So in, in our our uh, effectively in Marina residences in the car park um, in two and five, Marina residences two and five. It's actually within our car park. So when we go to Waitrose, which is, I'm sure you saw it's less than five minute walk. It uh,
0: takes, takes two minutes. I, I was just impressed in the, you know, we were, we were inside the place and a, well, the, the really, the really bad one was we, four, three of us walked in. I'm the oldest, the youngest person gets stopped and they question if she's over 60. <laughs> I thought she was going to take the guy out. I, I, she's looking at me and she's going, he's got a full head of gray hair. Why do you think I'm over 60? Oh, that was terrible.
1: Wait till you meet my mother-in-law. <laughs> work, see if you can, you can work out what age she is. This will be hilarious.
3: Right. So I'm looking out for a, is it. Is Is She's still in the Mazda, yeah? Yes. Uh, look out for the Mazda. So you're saying, what what, are we going? So she's, she's, um, don't tell me. I want to, all right, okay. So I need to guess the age.
1: Well, the important thing is she will know you before you know (laughs) her because she is international standard curtain twitcher, to say the (laughs) least. So on the (laughs) basis...
0: What's a curtain (laughs) twitcher? Is that the person who's looking out the curtain? Is that what a curtain twitcher is? Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You've got to be careful what you say this is just base level. She's way beyond this. She's basically got the whole street marked out and she knows each individual, all of their dogs, when the dogs go out, when the dogs come back, all of the mates, she knows that as well. And um, just as a bit of a joke, I suggest I got her a telescope and she wasn't anti. I hope you're still on the
2: Christmas card list this year
1: she's she's quite something. But the good news, Glenn, is she is no longer my responsibility due to your proximity to her. Oh, excellent. <laughs> this is good, yeah. To so your no, safe hands.
3: No, this is good, yeah. That's all right. I I'm, mean, I'm tell you what, since I've been doing the shopping for Andrews mom and dad, I know my way around the supermarket like never before. So if she want the, if she needs a shopping doing, I can do it. I'm efficient. I pick the best fruit, best veg.
1: Have no I fear. know where she's all the reduced tiles are. Shop. all right well that's good she's cooking bread herself now it's going to take a month to get through what i've bought
2: (laughs) you've got to be careful though when you're doing shopping because as the older people get the more picky they get if i'm doing shopping for my grandma her requests are can you please get the big small potatoes and get the beef but the soft beef and not the small can not the big can for the family, but the one in the middle, and and you can have a conversation for a good five minutes just to discuss beans. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's a story that
3: yeah, I didn't know what a jazz apple, apple was.
2: I do.
1: I know what a jazz apple
3: is. I didn't know. And then the worst part was, I said, "Oh, there's... sorry, Janet, I, I, I can't see any. I can't see any jazz apples." She says, oh, get me a cansy apple
1: instead." <laughs> No, you know, embarrassing. Pink Lady is the equivalent. No. The well. difference is that currently Pink Lady is about 18 dirhams a kilo, whereas Jazz is like nine and a half.
3: I don't know. <laughs> I do you know these things?
1: Yes, I do. You know, if you've, um, if you've been on InstaShop and gone through the experience I have, you make sure that you're better informed <laughs> next time.
0: Oh, is this van you're in, uh, Glenn? There's been some discussions about brown vans. Is it the brown one that you're driving right now? No, no, the, bra- the brown one, well,
3: without getting into it, because it's still stressing me out and I'm still not sleeping because of it. But without, I've had a, a nice couple of errors thrown at me, which have meant that the ijari for the warehouse isn't right. So that means that I can't finish the trade license because it was on a pre-approval rather than a or an initial approval, whatever they call it, rather than a rather than a final one. So without getting that done, I can't transfer the van. You've
1: got to be careful oh, though, yeah. because the the current owner of the Pooh Brown Passion wagon—I've heard a bit of a—what <laughs>
0: well, P- Pooh Brown well, Passion wagon? This is what? Are you putting that? Are you going to put that on the on the side of it as well? Obvious. <laughs>
1: Hunani written on the
0: back. It's just incredible.
1: Deliveries to the back door. Yeah. Absolutely. Quite possibly the best van that I've ever seen. I'll tell you what, right, there's nothing wrong with
3: that UPS brown. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, you, you you were saying the other day, James, about why do people have brown cars, but I think that the Tuareg in brown, the new one, looks alright. So that's just
1: my unpopular opinion for the day. Jenna disagreed with you, if I remember, about our Podaholics chat.
2: Hang on. It depends on the type of brown. There are some new browns that are coming through that are really quite slick. But the old-style brown that's brown is not very slick and just not pleasant and fragrant. What do you think, James? I'm pretty sure I'm not
3: on the old-style brown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why well, with this, fam.
0: I'm just thinking no brown is, is good on a vehicle at this point in my life. I, I'm just thinking brown is is not the new black. So, uh, Don't,
3: Look, I'm going to paint it. It's not, it's not going to stay brown. Because part of the reason is I've got to have the same uniforms as the van. I'm not having a brown uniform.
1: <laughs> in which case, the price has gone up if you're going to destroy
2: it. What color are you thinking of going for, Glenn? Out of curiosity, well, you know the market.
3: Metallic brand. Well, I don't, actually. Colin Colin knows the market when it comes to that and the marketing. But I I, I wanted to do something really tasteful, and then Colin told me that that's a bad idea because nobody's going to notice it, and that's exactly right, isn't it? So I'm going to do something awful, which is either going to be... A, um, I, don't, I just want to avoid the cliché sort of rap that everybody does. A bit like, you know, yeah. the one I'm in now, <laughs> where it's just cliché and it's just... You know everybody can do that and it oh it looks great well, yeah it does but it's not stand out so i was i was i was sort of leaning towards the harlequin design which if you don't know you'll have to google um or something really really bright really bright like a bright bright red or pink
0: what about grasshopper on the green grasshopper on the screen green that would be a good one
3: no. Yeah, I've told you, James, if you can get space on the <laughs> registration card to put that on.
0: I'm I'm almost there. In Arabic, it's it's a lot smaller. <laughs> I-
1: if you imagine what you're trying to do, believe it or not, this is my true background, is branding and all that kind of stuff. That that's what I was trained in. What you're trying to do is basically get people, it is there purely as advertising for your business. So what yeah. you're trying to do is you're trying to do different things at different distances. So at 100 yards, you want people to go, oh, that's a unique color. That can only be PowerWorks. When they get to 20 yards, they need to go, oh, not only is that this color, but I can see that that says PowerWorks. So it's another contact point. When they get to 10 yards or if they're behind you, they need to be able to see the details first and foremost of how to get hold of you and then what you do so it yeah. is at each different level the design has to work just to promote you and everything else is superfluous and that is just the key to van design for business
2: to be fair yeah, well, man, that's where i'm at he's talking about i must say, a we will fix it van every single day and i do notice it from a distance i think there's one of colin's men
3: yeah well do you know we were watching uh, space jam <laughs> the other day on TV so that's the, the you know is it Looney Tunes and yeah. Michael Jordan cl-
0: Yep, it is yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a great movie that's so a classic watching,
3: and, and do you remember what the colour of the uniform the, the kit was it was purple and yellow yeah and yeah. my little girl who's four and a half said that's the same colour of the vans at your work daddy <laughs> <laughs> so even she even yeah, she exactly. recognises the colours you know so no it's exactly right and it's just um, it's just a uh, making the decision on, on, on what to do with it. Um, the calls to action and the details and the information, that's fine. I couldn't understand it, you know, but unfortunately I'm just a grease monkey. I'm not exactly a, a marketing or an artist. So I, I've got no idea. Um, it can help. Hands up honest. Remember yeah. You have helped Colin to be fair. Yeah. Remember, Remember the
1: Dynarod colours in the UK?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. The orange pink salmony colour.
1: Yeah. There's um, there's a whole range. I looked at this for a a business that never came to fruition. And um, there is definitely a unique area within that that could work very well for you. I will happily tell you more next time I see you.
3: Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll definitely take you up on that. It's just, it's one of those things where, I think we spoke a little bit about it, James, before, where I'm like... I could open the doors and work on cars. I could do that today. But if I don't finish this other little job, it'll never get finished.
0: Yeah.
1: And
3: if I start working on things before I do it, it'll never get finished. And I, and I I really want to having spent all this time and getting through the lockdown and now it's Ramadan and scramping and scramping and saving. Sorry for every little thing and not having a salary and all that nonsense. I don't want to just half horse it. I'm so close. I'm just going to do it properly.
0: Yeah. Good on you.
3: um, Everything's in place. It just needs the first domino to toppling, and uh, I'll be there.
1: Rest assured, yeah. we are right behind you, mate. And oh, uh, as told you already, I'll put my money where my mouth is on that one, without a doubt. Oh,
2: Look, man, well, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm always getting my car in a, a pickle, so don't worry. Even <laughs> just me as a customer alone, you'll be absolutely fine. <laughs>
3: I can just imagine the job card. Um, <laughs> investigate stall stuck in back of Pajero.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was slyly asking today when we were doing a, a podcast when, when the door's opening, because there's quite a few repairs piling up on the old uh, the old Jeep. And I just keep thinking, well, like, I'm just going to have to wait till he opens. Hope it Hope it makes it to the store and back again. And, you know, it's so far. It's okay.
3: We're doing... We're doing free collection and delivery, James. It's all good. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. We can get you there. But um, it's it's, it's good. I'll be looking forward to doing a podcast in my little office that I've made for myself. It's nice.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I, w- I want to go back really quickly with the salmon-colored vans that, or whatever it was that you was that was that for pool table maintenance company that you were thinking about, Colin? Is that is that what you <laughs> have going?
1: Not no. Um, actually, that one might come back, so I'm going to keep that one. Over <laughs> the keep yeah, don't put it in. it
3: in the public domain. <laughs>
1: Yes, things are, things are afoot yet again, as they normally are, you know, we've normally got two or three projects that are in, in development. You know, normally we look for one a year. We normally manage one every three years or something new coming out. Um, so we, and we actually have two, two that are kind of prototyping at the moment. And um, we have a new general manager coming on board who's got experience of one of
0: those. All right.
1: Um, so depending on which kind of comes to fruition, we'll probably do one of them by the end of the year, I thought. What,
0: what happened with all the computer stuff you bought? I, and that must have been a Facebook buy, buy as well. Did that ever come through? You, office equipment and they threw in all the computers?
1: We don't know yet. No, okay. that was a, from an auction house. And um, again, this was one of those where we needed a new photocopier, and the exact model that we were looking for was on this lot in the auction. The one problem was that it came with everything from an office attached to it. So we've got like 35 laptops, a projector, a whole load of uh, of, other equipment, but it's cheaper than just buying the photocopier. So we kind of thought, well, we can do something with that. We're just not sure what yet. And we've just done an almighty clear out of the warehouse, hence the selling of the step ladders. So we've got space. So therefore, why not fill it with the contents of somebody else's office just to get a photocopier? Seems logical.
3: Well, Well, you can mine those laptops for Bitcoin, don't you? So you might find (laughs)
1: I think these are kind of um, potentially circa 1999 <laughs> laptops. So more than anything, I think I'm going to be um, mining landfill with them. But we'll
3: I, uh, go. You know, I, I wanted to ask a question, actually, to all three of you, because it's I'm still a little bit, I don't know, new to all this being kind of professional. But like for James, when you're teaching, you obviously get different students every year.
0: Yeah, it's like Groundhog like, Day.
3: Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. <laughs> fine. Don't, don't entertain me. And and um for Colin obviously they get like a new project come online like a housing project where you think okay we're gonna have all the moving in snags and all these new maintenance issues and new equipment and then for obviously for Jenna she doesn't really know what's gonna come through the door as a doctor right you could get you could get Doris's bunions or <laughs> Arthur's pussy leg so who knows what you're gonna get. But like for, for me, it's sort of, it's just interesting to know if that's, if you deal with that in the same way as a doctor, as a professor and as a business owner in totally different fields or if there's like, if you've all got unique ways of dealing with it. Cause I, I I'm dealing with new stuff every single day doing this and talk about opening my eyes and never been so wide. And I just thought like asking you about how you deal with things that you might not have been able to expect because of the circumstances.
0: Jenna, why don't you jump in? Because this is this is right up your alley.
2: Uh, yeah. God, I, I imagine it's probably quite similar to the nerves that a professor or a school teacher would get each year. So whenever I start a new placement or a new job, the nerves of you just don't know what's going to come in, Do they, they get to you. It doesn't matter how long you've been working for. And then I suppose over time, I'm trying to liken two quite different fields, but I always think, one, be honest, when there's something that's out of your remit, it doesn't make you any less of a professional in that field to admit at times that you this isn't something you've come across before. Um, for me, the priority is always safety. So I always have to make sure that somebody is safe. So I think, well, at least that they're safe. And then the second part is optimising their treatment. So if I can make sure that they're safe I and mean, if I need to seek counsel elsewhere to ask, For advice on a particular patient because obviously you can't be the you can't have the knowledge for every single different field you can have a hunch of this seems more rheumatological I could maybe order a few tests for for this and then I'll pass them on to the appropriate person If, if something doesn't come back that is obvious now I guess that's quite different for you but I think what I'm trying to say is it's okay not to know everything and to feel comfortable with the fact that you are knowledgeable in your field, you know, more than they do. So you take them in, you give them the advice that you have, and then you just have to, I guess my part is keeping safe as your part of, I can point you in the right direction or I can seek the information that, that you need. So it's okay to learn something new every day. That's part of everybody's job I'm sure it's exactly the same for Colin and for James and it will be for yourself in that you just can't know everything. James is more than used to me bringing lots of different doctors onto his show because I've never professed to be the be all and end all to medicine. I'd be an idiot if I ever said that I was. There are so many different parts to it, just like with your job then. So that's how I approach it is, One, I I make sure that I'm safe. I give the knowledge that I can, and I admit when I don't know everything about a particular problem that somebody has, and I I know how to get the information in order to make sure that they are treated to the best standard that they can be.
0: How do you deal with Colin? Here's an
1: interesting one for you. Um, The wonders of a partnership. Um, We have exactly opposite styles Um, I am utterly useless unless there's a crisis. Um, Day-to-day life running a business that you've been running for 12 years is actually not that dynamic and I can't wait to next get sideswiped. That's my my best moment when it all goes wrong and then we've got to move quick and we've got to do lots of things differently. So that's why I've been chairing these COVID-19 meetings and had my head in my hands for the last two months as everything's been changing on a daily basis. And I've loved every minute of it. <laughs> what Dan is really good at is making sure that we have a steady ship day after day, making sure that everything in the background is working out well. And so it's been really complementary between those two styles. Um, conversely, most days, as you well know, Glenn, you'll find me watching a bit of UFC or on the phone, and it's difficult to get me motivated to actually do that paperwork that I've been putting off for the last three and a half months. So it's about it's about that combination. So I remember exactly where you are now when we were setting up in two thousand and eight, and we were extremely tired, worried because we didn't have enough money to be able to uh, to do it, and. We were constantly getting hit by new things that you have no knowledge about, hadn't budgeted for, and again, you don't really have the um, the or you think you haven't got the ability to be able to do it. But the biggest difference between employed and self-employed, in my view, is the book because the book stops with you from every single perspective. You don't have the option to not know how to do things, so you learn and you move on your feet really very quickly indeed, because yeah. otherwise you're going to be in deep, deep trouble. And oddly enough, it doesn't change. But what it does do is it prepares you for when you're going to get sideswiped and you're up and running. And it just, it, it's exactly what you need to be ready to run this business, where you're going to get those curveballs that are just going to absolutely wipe you out. And it's going to happen on a regular basis. It doesn't stop. It's just different.
0: Interesting. I mean, both, both of you have had very similar things. And I I think in my case, it, it runs, it runs a very similar way. It's just knowing that there are a set of skills that I, I'm good at. And one of those has to be constantly, Being able to look at a situation when it gets presented, in my case, by a student and whether it's with with course material or whether it's with their with their education plans or with their with what they want to do in the future. And while there's always something different with with way things get presented, there's often always the similarity in it. And there, there. So there becomes two problems. One, it's you're looking at. Okay, this is this is really cool. This is a different way of looking at stuff, and maybe I don't understand something, so I'll have to go and quickly consult. And being able to do that really quick. But also, then you run you run into this really huge problem. I find, and and for me, after 20 years of, of teaching at the, at the same place. There's a lot of things that become very similar. And there's a lot of things that become very routine. And it's easy to get caught into that routine. But the the and which is which is okay because at least you know what's going to happen. But the challenge with that routine that I find, so it's kind of a different place where with the unknown. And and I just like the unknown, kind of like Colin. I like things that come in different and it's really strange. And and wow, this is a real challenge. And then I love to solve it and then get back to the routine. The challenge with the routine is My clients, and so increasingly we don't talk about students as students anymore. We talk about them as clients and they're our customers. And my customers, when they come to me, my clients, for them, it's brand new. And so this would be a lot like what what you're dealing with, Glenn, when someone comes to you with, you know, oh my, tra- their transmission is blown and for them, it's the end of the world and they don't know anything about it. And you're looking at this going, okay, this is the 600th transmission that I've dealt with in my life. You know, it's, a, it, it's, it's keeping up that enthusiasm. It's keeping explaining the same things that you've said over and over and over again, it keeping it fresh, keeping it real, keeping it like you're interested and that you care. And and I gotta tell you, some days when when students are asking me questions about stuff, it's I I mean I'm looking at them, I'm going, Really? Like how can you not know this? And then usually I end up taking a quick breath going, Of course you don't know this, because I've been talking about it for 20 years and I totally get how it all connects. And you're looking at it for the first time and I think that becomes that becomes the exciting thing. And and when I said it's groundhog day, for me if you haven't seen that movie with bill murray you, you need to see it that the pricey being he wakes up every day on groundhog day which within in, in punza with with Punsatagi punsatoggy phil or it's pronounced something like that in pennsylvania when groundhogs come out and they, they see the groundhog and they, then they say oh six more weeks of winter or six weeks less he's got to go uh
1: oh. sorry chaps being lovely but i've got to go okay
0: call I'll it all next week all, all right, right Hey, Colin. Hi, Colin. i'm See gonna you. I'll wrap this up quickly as Colin's bailing out but the the whole point is is i get I keep getting the same students over and over again right they're all eighteen to twenty four years old so they all it's always they're always the same age and they always have similar things but what I've noticed over twenty years is so much has changed they're so different and it's it's keeping up that that enthusiasm and that excitement for the topic and if I'm not excited about the topic they're not excited about the topic so it's 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 maintaining that over and over again, and and sometimes again that that's just that that self check saying, okay, you know, hey James, this is there's something new here. You can't just you, you got to keep pushing yourself forward, but it, it I think it's just a lot of internal stuff, and you know you know what really works for me, and it, it's kind of like what we were just talking about now with with Colin and Jenna, is is just talking to other people who've been in other industries and starting to realize that hey we're all going through the same stuff, different context, but it's the same thing, and I think that's a big challenge is that people won't just talk in a in a capacity where there's no networking involved we're not trying to get something from everyone and we just have a chat and realize that ah things are pretty similar
2: you know it's Uh, funny you say that about keeping fresh it's quite similar in the medical field but in the opposite about appreciating the severity of things and it's quite easy when a patient's saying what's wrong with me what's wrong with me you've got to be careful because it I know it's even happened to myself once or twice, and it's certainly happened with colleagues where they'll say, Oh, yeah, you've had a stroke. And you forget that that has a huge impact on the patient yeah. because you've seen it so many times that, like, Oh, yeah, you've had a stroke. Um, we'll get your CT scan. And, and, and they're kind of left a bit dumbfounded of what well, I've had a stroke because obviously that's a huge impact. Yeah. And so I think that's a really good point, Glenn, to take forward is just appreciating the impact of your words, even though they are so familiar to you with how that would affect your clients and your customers.
0: You know, I, I kind of like, in you're starting a business up and, and Jenna could appreciate this, this more than, I mean, I was on the sidelines, but almost like, you're like, well, when your wife had your babies, Glenn, and the, you'll, you'll get the connection in a second, but starting a new business is like, I think it's like, it's like, uh, you know, the, the whole birthing process in that, when women and, and I, I think that women do themselves a disservice here, and I think there's a a global conspiracy of women, and I get this all the time. Where this is coming to mind and how this is going is that that whole birthing process, it's pretty brutal, and there's there's pain involved, and there's lots of different things that happen, and and I always I always take in the the post baby uh the the postnatal process they and i remember when when my wife had our our sons and we had the first son no one actually ever mentioned all the things that happen in the two weeks after you've had the baby mostly for the woman and and her with her body and you know all sorts of things but no one ever mentions it Until sort of the last minute, oh, yeah, make sure you have, you know, some really absorbent, uh, you know, uh, liners and stuff like that because you're really going to need them. And my wife is going to go, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to. And and so how this likens to a business is like what Colin was saying. All of these little things when you're starting up a business and you're talking even someone like Colin. All of these little things like, oh, yeah, don't forget this, this form. And oh, yeah, don't forget that washroom thing. And oh, yeah, don't forget you're going to need decals for your door. And oh, do you have your business card? And oh, hold about What about the, the badges for your uniforms? And oh, what about this thing for no one really remembers all the time, all these little things that came into play and that they had to deal with because they put it all out of their mind because it was like, oh, I remember that. And, it, and you just start remembering the best parts. And I, I think that's yeah. what happens a lot with business and it's it's nice when people will just kinda say, Oh yeah, let me share my story. Which you're gonna have yeah. that great. Everyone would be
3: doing
2: story. it. Yeah. Sorry. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it, which is why you're here.
3: Well, yeah, I suppose there is that, yeah. I mean it's um it's interesting to hear like your guys' take on it. I you know, at the end of the day all I all I wanna do is put food on the table I'm not it wasn't ever I never left school or I never had that chat with a careers advisor saying I want to own my own business in the middle of the desert that, that definitely wasn't the case so you know you you, you start to adapt to your situation or adapt to your situation and I guess the time came that I had to do what I'm doing now it's just very very it's very very strange for, for myself to be facing something new every day, which I haven't done for the last well, 12 years. For the last six years, first two years of being here was mental. Absolutely (laughs) mental. (laughs) Honestly, I got no idea how that was even, how that even happened. But like for the past six years of getting into the groove and knowing what I'm doing and dealing with the cars and pretty much knowing the problem before it comes in with a lot of things to now not even having my hands on a car for weeks, yeah. and dealing with stuff that I don't even want to, like, I don't want to know about this, but I'm doing it. Yeah. What colour do you want your hoodies? What? I didn't know I was having hoodies. I, I, what's that? <laughs> so it's like little things where it's just it's just interesting to see that ultimately you three guys uh, do things very different in terms of your profession to what I do. But you seem to react to them in a similar way and, and deal with them in a similar way. And it's obviously, uh, it's just reassuring to know that that you know everyone's going through a similar thing and that it's just difficult for me because I never really got anything new mm. for such a long time. You know, you might see the odd rare car or you might get the odd the odd customer that's difficult to deal with, but that was it. You know, but now I'm doing something different every single day.
2: Well Glenn, when you first started seeing customers, you will have had something different every single day. I think the point is, yeah. is that every time you change, it doesn't matter if you were working here, if you were working back in the UK. Every time you make a change, it's something new. So if it wasn't setting up a new business, it might be going to work for a company, and again, you'd be seeing something new. But then, in a few weeks' time, yeah. that would be the norm again. It's yeah. almost like this is quite no. exciting time.
3: Yeah, I'm trying not to. Yeah, I'm trying not to miss out on it. I'm trying to absorb it in, take it all in, and, and sort of register it in my in my brain and I'm documenting what I can and photographing and videoing what I can and writing down thoughts on certain little things that hopefully one day I'll be able to look back on it. It'll be quite a nice resource to look back on it. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely interesting times.
0: And, and you're doing it during a pandemic. I mean, this is the best story of them all.
3: (laughs) Idiot. Honestly, it could only ever happen to me that it could only happen to me that, that that's that's the exact i mean if i'd have said that i wasn't going to start my own thing the pandemic wouldn't have happened they'd have closed china off in december and we'd been fine but because they knew i wouldn't do my business that's my look.
0: you're gonna you're look back at it and you're just gonna go man what a ride this was incredible and yeah. look what we did and and hey you know just yeah. bringing it all back together if you need stools for your office i know someone who uh, can really help you she's got quite the collection going and she knows but where to happy. find them yeah.
2: You'll have to buy them off me on Facebook and uh, inflated sites. Because I've got to just do what everyone else is doing. I need to get my
0: money back on these things. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if I have a Facebook profile on my, because I do have a Facebook account. And someone said, uh, you know, they were talking about changing their profile. I, and I was asking them, I don't even know how you do, where do you do that? Where do you change your profile? And my sons are going, dad, you're a professor of communication. You don't even know that. And I'm going, I don't even know if I have a profile. <laughs>
2: Things you live on Facebook and Instagram. How
0: on earth do you not know how to change your profile on Facebook? I have, I, cause it Who just, are you? it automatically goes there. I don't ever actually visit Facebook to do it, it just posts on its own. So I don't know. It's connected with Instagram. So I have no idea what the profile is. I have to go, I actually have to go and look and see what it says.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: On that note, guys, this has been a lot of fun. We gotta, we gotta do this again really soon. And uh, you know, as always, just, just, uh, just a hoot. And who knows where Andrew is, but we'll catch up with him too eventually. And and uh, great shows, great shows coming up.
2: Best of luck.
3: Yeah, thank you. You know where
0: I am. If you need anything on the car, as soon
2: as I'm out there, I'll need something. Don't you worry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll talk to you guys all all again real soon. It's been a blast. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Potaholics, and this has been the group of five. That means we had Glenn Power. We had Colin Thomas. We had Jenna Burton and myself, James Pikeway. You want to get in touch with us? Really, really simple. Potaholics with a K. At gmail.com. Fire us up on the website, www.potaholics, that's with a K, dot com. And of course, you can hit us across all of the socials, Podholics with a K. I don't know how you're listening to us, but I know you're loving it. Why not leave us a, a nice little review? And hey, hit the rating buttons. Let us know what you think. Love to hear your thoughts on all the program we do across the potaholics episodes. And you know what? Share the link. Talk to you again real soon. You've been listening to The Group of Five, and this is Podaholics.